because I'm going to clear the field. I'm going to take away much of these. You were talking about old wood. I'm going to clear the field of the old wood. I'm going to clear the field of the dead wood and I'm going to set them on fire in a way that everyone will watch them burn. If I don't take away these false pastors, if I don't take away these false teachers, if I don't take away these false prophets, then I am not God. And I know how much you fear when I say I am not God. You always tell me, no, Lord, it's okay. You don't need to say it to that level. You don't need to swear to that level. I already believe you. I am telling you, I will take them away. I will cut them down in the middle of their sermon. They're going to die on camera. They will not die at home in peace with their family around them. They will drop dead on the pulpit. That peace, it will be trending on YouTube. It will have 2 million views, how so-and-so died while preaching a message. And there are few who will say, oh, this is so sad, but the majority, I'm telling you people will wake up. They will wake up because when they see judgment, they're going to learn how to fear the name of God. When a man dies while preaching, it's not a joke. That's how you know that God is still alive. That's how you will remember everything that God has told us to observe as ministers in the word of God. The proper protocols we are to observe as we approach this hallowed work. They will be dropping dead on CNN, dropping dead on the different news channels. When people see it, they will learn how to respect the God of Israel. We will come back to order in this church one way or another. You better hear me and you better tell them when you go to preach to them. God says he will establish order in the sanctuary who doesn't like it? Who likes it? Order will come back to the ranks of God. If you are not a pastor, God will sit you down from the ministry in such a way that you might not be able to get up again and walk. He will not just sit you down in a spiritual way by causing the ministry to break down, causing people to leave the church until you are so few that you can't even have a proper service. Some people, God will sit you down in a way, walking will be finished for you. You will be sitting in a chair for the rest of your life, a wheelchair. You won't walk anymore. You will be like Mephibosheth, who had no working legs. You will be sat down permanently. And then you will understand who God is and who you are. And that you are not to approach the altar of God to burn incense when nobody called you, when nobody anointed you, when nobody told you, come and burn incense before the Lord. God is saying that the time has come. He is going to set the righteous in very high positions. He's going to set the righteous in their designated places, in their, in their assigned positions. That is what he is saying. The assigned positions have been empty long enough. David, rise up and take your seat. Saul, come down now. I will no longer tolerate this evil leadership, this evil rulership. I will no longer tolerate it anymore. David, rise up and take your place. Saul, come down now. Your reign is over. Your rule is over. Your time is over. I will bring order back to the sanctuary. I will bring order back to the church. I will bring order back among the sheep. The sheep are very loose nowadays. They run here and there feeding on the wild clover. Their bellies are expanded with gas and wind. They are full of false doctrine and so proud with it. They have learnt nothing. They have learnt from liars. They have learned from the false teachers, and yet they are so proud 
of the nothing that they know. They don't have discipline. They don't have order. They're infected and infested with lice, with fleas. This is a generation that has been bred and raised on lies. This is as bad as the Middle Ages, when the truth of the gospel all but disappeared. The Middle Ages, the Dark Ages were called dark because the word of God was almost totally lost at that time. And man became a hideous creature, performing great wickedness one against another. And that is what we have in this generation now. People absolutely and utterly deceived, prideful and following after their own hearts. They have forsaken the way of God. I see a path. The path is going straight. And a man has completely bent off the path. And I mean, this is not even a small deviation from the main path. This is something almost like a parabolic arc, meaning with each step, he is going a huge amount away of deviation away from the true path and he is oblivious absolutely oblivious that he is departing from the living god to follow after his own way to follow after the deception of the times people will perish because of their lack of knowledge God says that people will perish because they grossly misgauge the times. They don't even know the times that we are in. Times of light and dark. Times of separation, total separation, good and evil. No more mixing. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. That's what God is saying. Serve God and live serve the devil and be given over totally to perdition and destruction. There is no middle ground. There is no gray area. Choose God and you and your family with you shall live like Noah. Reject God and be handed over for trial, tribulation, testing in the hands of the beast. A merciless system, a fully automated system, everything online, global connectivity, like you've never seen it before. An AI to answer every question day and night. God is saying that people will become actually very slow in their minds. They will stop thinking. They will lose the ability to think well, to think critically. I just see dumbness, a dumbing down of the population. Why? Because the AI will be so accessible. The AI will be so available that eventually the AI will start thinking for you. The AI, God is saying that the algorithm will tell you what, look, what color looks good on you and you will just accept it. The AI will tell you these colors suit your skin tone better than the colors you like. And gradually, this machine will replace your thinking ability. You will start to wake up in the morning and simply look at what the AI has put on the board for you. It is best for you to eat this breakfast. It is best for you to exercise for optimal health at this amount of minutes per day. Your heart rate should be elevated at this amount per minute so that you can extend your lifespan. Your lifespan. Stuart, 
all of the instructions are going to be written out for you and god says if you opt into this system and you allow it to overcome you you will become the robot and the ai will be your master you will be the slave you will be the servant and the ai will be the boss that's what happens to people who abandon the word of god that's what happens to people who stop praying that's what happens to people who think that fasting and prayer is optional that's what happens to people who don't take time to dig into the scripture and find their true identity in god but allow an automated beast system to give them the, an identity that is what happens to people who allow machines to take over their place as the leaders and the stewards of this world machines will replace you they've already replaced you in industry they've already replaced you in thinking they are the ones who do your most complicated computations you run your trains by what the computer tells you is a good speed you operate entire buildings industrial buildings residential buildings commercial buildings you operate them by computer algorithms computers solve your most complicated problems you have stopped seeking out the best and the brightest in society to be your industry thought leaders you have handed over all your responsibilities to this system that you have created called artificial intelligence and at the final times this thing will rule you this thing will thresh you out like so much wheat this thing will actually decide please listen this thing will decide who among you is a worthwhile member of society AI will optimize human functionality and weed out people who based on the numbers are no longer seen as optimal humans. If you have unhealthy blood work, if you have an unhealthy body weight, if you are not at what is called the peak performance, AI will begin to rate you lower and lower. against all other members of society in your area ai will begin to give you a lower and lower score and with that lower and lower score you will find more and more basic human rights that you possess now by reason of the fact that you are my creation you are my idea humanity is my creation humanity is my idea but because you have handed over the stewardship of this world that i gave you you have handed it over to machines and computations and algorithms and and spatial recommendations from a machine the machine shall become your boss and every boss has the right to decide who he wants on his workforce these machines will ultimately put a large part of society out from the midst of acceptable society and eventually to death people who do not score well on these algorithmic tests shall become rejects of society and those rejects are at risk of losing their life the term that god is giving me is suboptimal humanity that is what he is saying to me sub 
optimal humanity will be weeded out by AI. And the end for those people is intended to be death. So let those who have ears to hear, hear. This is what happens when we abdicate our responsibility as God's creation and hand it over to mechanical mechanical things that have no empathy, that cannot love, that do not understand what it is to be human. Who has ever heard of human beings being weighed according to their numbers instead of understanding that all human beings have intrinsic value by reason of being human? Because you are human, made in the image of God, that is your starting point of identity and value. But the Lord is speaking of the coming of a society, a worldwide existence based on the recommendations of algorithms that will decide that some humans are optimal that some humans are prime and some humans are subprime suboptimal and therefore the recommendation of the machine is for all to have their optimal happiness their optimal resources the suboptimal people should be rejected their their basic needs should be overlooked they should be denied basic human rights like food like education like shelter like safety from danger protection of the state it is going to be decided by a machine that resources are being wasted on a certain group of people and that they therefore they should be blotted out from the equation this is what the lord is saying in this particular prayer session this is the outcome of handing over your power to the beast an automated society highly efficient the train is supposed to come at a certain time it will never be late the ai will make sure that no train is ever late again but the cost of that untold number of people cast out of that society living on the fringes at risk of their lives at risk of their health at risk of of everything from clothing food and shelter completely looked over by the brand new gestapo statist governments that are going to arise in the final times and see how we are approaching faith as an option Oh, when I have time, then maybe I'll just read three Bible verses and sing one song. And then I feel that, you know, I just feel so loved by God in the reckless love. This is what people are doing at the end of time and see the reality that is before us. It is literally the survival of the fittest. Assisted by AI, who will determine based on what vectors we don't know. AI will determine who is valuable who should receive resources who is not valuable who should be put to sleep euthanasia euthanasia mercy killing so it is called no mercy in it a merciless elimination of actual human beings based on a number that you get assigned if this is not a hamster wheel future then I don't know what is. If this does not wake people up, then I don't know what will. 
it is not possible then for any kind of preaching to reach people if this doesn't wake people up if this doesn't reach past all the i don't know and it sounds like sci-fi and it sounds like tv if this doesn't break through the wall the shield the callous this hard outer core that is over the hearts of people this pride that is over their minds over their ears that makes them so hard of hearing that makes them think that this is a discussion between god eternity and them then absolutely nothing will absolutely nothing will get through it won't be possible to preach revelation 13 and open it to people and show them that all of this is there that Daniel spoke of this in Daniel 7 when he was talking about the coming of a fourth beast unlike any of the previous 3 people spend all their time trying to figure out who was the who was the first beast and who was the second beast and in my mind all i do is i observe and i say to to i just say to myself what does it matter what does it matter the identity of the third beast when your last days are going to be spent living in the fourth beast how does it help any of us to care who the first three kingdoms were they already had their day in the sun even daniel was more interested in the identity of the fourth beast a creature that he said was more terrible than all the others and that trampled the residue with its feet this is a euphemism for putting people to death and mass mercilessly trampled the residue the residue means what is left after you have already disposed of the rest a residue is what remains and the bible says that the fourth beast is so evil and so thorough that after it gets rid of the first part it goes after the residue to trample it what are we hearing when we read verses like this where is the urgency to understand what the word of god is saying to us Where is the heart to care for ourselves, to care for the children, the weak, the vulnerable? Where is all this theological discussion going if you don't even understand that you are the generation of which it was spoken? And knowledge shall increase in the last days, and many shall run to and fro. The knowledge has increased. The connectivity of the world has increased. This is the time that the prophet was looking at and trying to figure it out and the people of this generation are looking back and try to figure it out instead of looking at where they are now and trying to figure out the last few pieces of the book. Here's God in our faces telling us this is the result of handing your power over to the beast. Of automating too much until you literally have made yourself the obsolete software you are now the anomaly you are now the glitch in the matrix you fixed all the glitches in the matrix and now you became the glitch and the matrix has been trained to eliminate you 
The matrix will wake up one day and say, you are overweight, you have high blood pressure, diabetes, you have a cataract, you are a suboptimal being. Our recommendation is termination. And then those, those workers show up at your house because the instant the machine makes that reading, that reading will just go through the wires of the internet to somebody's desk and they'll just say, ah, yes, he lives in apartment 5A. Go and get him. And nobody's going to even send you an email that they're on the way to get you. This is the future we are facing. And what are people doing? Arguing online about who the first, second, and the third beast are unaware that they are living in the era where the fourth beast is coming to life before us all. And it will be dangerous to be an adult who does not pay attention and who cannot listen well when death is in the streets. May God help his people. May the pride of this generation simmer down a little bit. May we realize the pressure of this hour and pay attention to these demigods on the internet talking about how they're going to, to optimize the human body and, and blend humanity with machine and add this and subtract that and, and take out the blood and fill it with whatever they put whatever coolant they put in machines and then we're going to wake up better. This is what build back better really means. It means build back with as few of us as possible. And yet when the Lord has sent someone to say these things, there is so much back chatter. But as God says, the time is coming when this whole earth will lie in silence. And we won't be silent because we'll be playing hide and seek. The earth will be silent because there will be as few of man as possible. This is Isaiah chapter 13. The Lord saying, not me, the Lord saying, and a man shall be as rare as the fine gold of Ophir. Humanity will be as scarce as the same rare gold that came from the ancient biblical region of Ophir. It's right there in the book. And yet we skip over these key scriptures to argue about candy and fluff. Why? Pride, pride, and more pride. I need to show that I know more Bible than you, except that you're not even reading the parts that matter most people. May the Lord show mercy in this final hour. Imagine a world where they could even tell you a small child is too small. His weight is under the normal weight for his age range. His hair is not growing properly. He is still crawling. By now, algorithmically, he should be walking. He is a suboptimal baby. Who's ready for that? Who's ready to take your child in for the mandatory health check and be told that your child, who is your world, is suboptimal and you will not be allowed to remove him from this child wellness check center. He will be handed over for further review. Who's ready for that world? Who's ready to believe that the things on TV are not TV? I call them advertising 
Advertising tells you about a product that really exists, doesn't it? Advertising tells us about something that's real. Advertising tells you, look at this yogurt. Doesn't it look amazing? Look at this car. Don't you want to own it? And when you get off the advertising and you go online, the yogurt is there and the car is real. What we're watching, what is available now is advertising the future that is coming. Even the Bible says so if you know how to read it for truth. If you know how to glean out of it, out of this old language, relevant new facts, truth. It's not conjecture. It is right there. The Bible says that the beast will be given the ability to conquer nations. How do you conquer nations now? This is talking of a type of warfare we have not seen. We know that when nations clash, they go into physical warfare and based on whose warfare is superior, the superior power wins. So how is it that we are not looking at Revelation 13 and thinking deeper about where it says that a system called the beast will conquer all the nations? Even Hitler didn't achieve that. So how does this man and his empire accomplish this? A superior form of warfare never seen before is the only possible way that this can happen. Revelation 17 also backs this up. Ten kings handing over power to the beast. This is indicative of a system where power is consolidated into only ten chunks. To get ten chunks in this world, it means that sovereignty has already been destroyed. There is no Nicaragua or Mexico or Panama or Canada or different African states, no Kenya, no South Africa, no Zimbabwe, no Zambia. It's just 10 globalized chunks under 10 kings who willingly hand over total control of each individual chunk to one person. It's not conjecture, it's right there in the Bible. If we care to submit our will, our pride, and what we think we know, and read the book as it is written. It is right there. And if these things do not penetrate the hearts of listeners, then I put it to you, absolutely nothing will. We will continue to be surface Christians, surface readers, surface understanders until the day the reality is there. And what a terrible thing to realize reality was real on the day that reality becomes real. Blessed is the man who understands these things ahead of time. Blessed is the man who humbles himself before the Lord and say, I can already see from a thousand newspaper articles this exact world that this woman is always preaching about. This very world that she is always talking about by divine revelation. When I look in the newspapers, I see a thousand little clues that this beast, now hidden, is coming forward to show itself 
to everyone, Lord, prepare me. Lord, prepare my heart. Lord, prepare my wife. Lord, prepare my children. Where is this repentant attitude in us? Where is it? Because this is the this is the difference. And I'm just going to stop this call here. This is the difference between subprime and prime. It's not working out and getting fit. That's not how you fool the AI algorithm. The difference between prime and subprime is called Jesus Christ. He is the wall that stops loss of life. You don't get from suboptimal to optimal by working out and by using something to grow uh, better hair so they don't say, oh, you know, this person has less hair. This is a suboptimal male, suboptimal female. No, it's not by external, external changes. The difference between prime and subprime, the difference between optimal and suboptimal is Jesus Christ alone. It is grace. It is mercy. It is anointing. Only nothing else will save the human life. Absolutely nothing. And if that is understood, God bless you. If that is not understood, there is nothing that will make you understand. It means you're too full of understanding already and not even an extra drop of revelation can be poured into your cup. You are a full vessel. You know it all. You went to theology school. This is not what they told you at Bible college. And so it's impossible for you to conceive of an alternate understanding to what is right in these scriptures before us. If you take Revelation 7 and Revelation 13 and ask God to open those two chapters to you alone, you will be startled at what he will tell you. That the beast is a mechanized world and it excels at putting people to death. I will stop the call here at this time. We give you thanks, Lord, for your word. We give you thanks for spiritual understanding that is not of man. No one has taught me these things. It is by your spirit that I have come to see them in the word. It is by your spirit that I have come to have any understanding of these things at all. It is only your spirit that reveals the hidden things, God, and makes it, makes it open so that Grace and mercy can come. So that grace and mercy can come. That's all I can say, Lord. I exalt you always, Heavenly Father. I, I just pour out my thanks upon you. As we close this call, we just bless you now and always. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.